Welcome to the Kingdom Builders Podcast. Woo-hoo. <laughs> I'm Christine, and we have a few other hosts on today. Uh, introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Josh. I'm Jason. I'm Kim. <laughs> I'm Kim. I'm Jason. Awesome. We also have some other Kingdom Builders on today who are joining us. Um, hello, everyone. Say hi. Hello. Hello. Dottie. Dottie, where are you coming from? Vero Beach, Florida. Woohoo. Nidia, where are you coming from? Central Valley, California. Woohoo. Teresa, how about you? Where are you coming from? I'm coming from the Indian Reservation in Florida. Yay. Awesome. Welcome, everyone. So today we are going to be talking about some questions that some people have. And we had someone send in a question because she couldn't be here. And I, so I thought that we should start with that one. What do you guys think? Good? Yes. Thumbs up. Okay, cool. Well, here, let me find the question. I think if I remember correctly, it was kind of a strange way of putting it, but um, so she was wondering, we're having questions about anything in the faith or the spirit or anything like that, by the way, but she said she was wondering how we would respond to a prayer request from prayer warriors for supernatural healing. And she says she hears this all the time or unspoken prayers that God knows about. Um, so. How about any leaders go first? How would you respond to that? Repeat the question. Sure. How would you respond to someone who was requesting from prayer warriors, in quotes, for, quote, supernatural healing? And she said she hears this all the time and especially for unspoken prayers. So how would you personally respond? How about Kim? I felt like you had a good a good answer. I don't know if I do have a good answer. Honestly, when people ask me to pray for things, I tell them that I will seek the Lord and I will essentially go to Lord and see if he has me do anything for them, um, more than just, um, standing with them. So it's really kind of basic, but that's what I do. I don't ever say, yes, I'm praying for healing unless I'm actually led to, yes, ask for healing. <laughs> that's awesome. How about you, Josh? I was recently talking with someone about a similar topic, and I said, you know, the if you're just praying that God step in and miraculously do something um, for somebody else, like without their knowledge or whatever, you're sort of praying that he will step in and violate their free will and just do something in their life. And I, so I think, I think what Kim said is the most important thing, asking if you have a role to do in that, because I don't want to just assume that my will is what he is, what his will is for that situation. 
And so I think that that's, I think that's the most important thing because I think God is, he, he works, he can just step in and he can just do miraculous things. Like, I mean, there's, there's millions of examples of prayer warriors and healing ministries and God just supernaturally doing things. Um, but I believe what he's calling us to is a level of maturity where we have a little bit more of a role within that and not just um, asking our father to step in and take care of it for us. I think that's important what you said, because it's essentially going from praying for the will of another to um, standing in in the relationship you have with him and stepping into the will that he has. And it isn't because you're not supporting what the other person wants, but truly you want what the father wants. Um, and I think that's important to keep in mind. It's not saying I don't stand with you on this. I think that you don't deserve the healing. It is. I want to do whatever the father wants to do in this. I think that's perfect. Um, I had an experience this last week with the, uh, hurricane that came to Florida and I had, it was, I mean, I'm sure all of you in Florida actually knew about what was happening <laughs> before, like people here in Kansas knew. Um, but I hadn't heard of anything that was happening yet. And I got a message from a friend saying, please pray that, that this hurricane dissipates and, you know, all this stuff, right? Normal things, I would say. Um, and I was like, oh, there's something happening. Okay. And so I pressed in to see if the Lord would have me do anything. And I had no right to do anything. It, the Lord said I couldn't do anything. And so I didn't know if it was I don't have, you know, I'm not, I don't have territorial you know, authority, or is this like for someone else to do, or is this not his will? You know, I didn't know what was happening, um, but I just had to go, well, Lord, whatever you will, I know you'll take care of it. And so I just put it, gave it over to the father, you know, I didn't have a better way. And I think what you guys were saying is just spot on. Like you have to do whatever the father's showing you. And if it's somebody who says, unspoken prayer request. Honestly, I'll be hundred percent here. I usually don't even press in if somebody just says unspoken prayer requests on Facebook or something. I'm not even like, what am I, I don't even have a way to focus there. So I have no idea if I'm praying over that person or some random person that they know. I don't know. And so I don't even ask. And that's me being perfectly honest with my prayer life. <laughs> but I have so many people who ask me to pray over them for something real that is spoken to me that I spend a lot of energy doing that. And so I don't feel like I need to spend a lot of energy if they're not even going to say what it's about. And I was going to speak a little bit to the unspoken thing. Good. Yeah. Actually, I'm just going to unspeak to the unspoken and you guys should know what I'm thinking. <laughs> and that's, that's my point. Like it's really hard. It's like a huge guessing game. And yeah, maybe if you take the time and press in, the Lord will say, okay, here's what the unspoken is. Um, but I just, I had that, that scripture come to mind. The one where Jesus is saying like, 
who of you being a good father, if their son asked them for a, a fish would give them a stone or whatever it is. And I, I was just thinking about like it, how Jesus just says, ask and be given to you, like specify, make the request, right? Well, may I have this? Will will you do this? Can I have this? And I just think it's really, it, it's just, yeah, again, difficult to try and figure out what people want you to pray for. And I, I get the heart. They're just like, I just need prayer, but it's like, you know what there, I think there's actually power in like speaking out what, what you would like to see happen. So then you, you, you put that out, but then again, yeah, you have to take it back to the father and say, okay, is, is this your will? What is your will? What do you want to happen through this scenario? And we have a, a really bad habit, I think, of judging situations as to whether or not we think they're good or bad. So-and-so had this happen. Oh, well, that's a really bad situation. Okay. Well, what if it's part of their, their testing um, or being tried as though in the, in the furnace, right? Like in the, in the furnace of affliction, like you've got to go through this time because it's going to develop character or maybe it's a, it's a wilderness time, whatever it is. Like, I think there are parts of our journey that while we're going through them, we think, well, that was bad. Well, that was bad. Well, that was bad. I got sick. I got in a car accident. I broke my leg. I lost my shoe in the mud. Like just come up with whatever scenario that you would judge as bad. And then looking back, you would say, you know what? I, I would not trade in that experience because it did what it's supposed to do for me. And so we have a bad habit of looking at a scenario and saying, you know what? That's bad. Let's pray against it. And the father might be like, man, you guys are off. Like, they have to go through this. I know it seems like it's a really crappy situation right now, but you got to let these things play out. And so how many times are we like praying against what the father really wants to do when we're misjudging scenarios as good or bad? Good word, hard word, but good word. Can I just give an opposing opinion? Yes. Not against, but I, I don't personally think that the unspoken prayer request um has to be a no-go i understand why people do it sometimes they don't want to share all of the nitty-gritty of their business but they just need support and i can appreciate that because i'm also someone who tends to be pretty private um and even if it's something that's happened to your family, like you don't want to step into gossiping and sharing like all of the rough things that you're going through, but you don't feel like you can carry the burden on your own. I think it's okay to ask for that, but also know that when you're asking someone, you better not be asking them to be a fortune teller and you better not be asking them to try to be a psychic to figure out what it is. If you're asking simply so that you have the support and you have people who are standing with you with the Lord. I think that's totally okay. Honestly, I do. Because there are times when you just don't have it in you to talk about what's going on, you know, um, but you do need support. And so that's my two cents. I'm not saying do it all the time because it's, it's going to get old and people are going to start going, do they really need this? Are we actually friends? Are they just using me for something? Um, so I would say use it as you need to. And if somebody asks you for it, obviously, again, go to the father and ask, should I be standing with them in this? Should I just be holding them in my heart 
there's another option for when people are asking you to pray for them and you don't have a leading, you can just hold them in your heart. And then if the father does put something on your heart, you can partner with him on that. Mm -hmm. Yep. I appreciate that. And I think you're right. And I also think you're right about the whole weird fortune telling bit. That's something that annoys me a lot when someone, I've had people who meet with me who say, oh, I'm not going to tell you what I'm really meeting with you about. I just want to see if you know, if like God will show you. I'm like, shut up. Like, this is stupid. Like trying to test me or something. I'm not into that. I want to know what I'm supposed to be pressing in about, you know? And I think it's weird when people do that. It's some sort of testing others' faith. It's, it's, very bizarre. <laughs> I don't know. But I like what I like what you said about that. And I figured I actually almost said, but Kim would pray for them <laughs> when I said that about how I wouldn't. And it's not because I think it's wrong. It's just I don't have the emotional energy for that. Um, that's really a problem with me, not a problem with them necessarily. <laughs> but yeah, I I have a hard time with it. But I I do think you're right. And I know that I know that there are times when we just have to focus more on what father wants. Um, even if somebody, I, I had a time one time when, um, actually we were in South Africa. I might've been our first time. I don't know, but no, it wasn't, but our Grammy Joe had a stroke, um, right as, as, we got there to do a conference and, um, and the girl I was staying with said, well, what do you do when someone like your Grammy Joe had a stroke? So what are you going to do about it? Like in the spirit? And I'm like, well, I could do this or this or this. And I was really about like, well, maybe I could heal her by doing this, or maybe I could uh, going and putting all these scenarios out. And then I'm like, but I haven't even engaged about it yet. So I need to just spend some time. And so I started to engage about it. And it was nothing of the things that I was saying that I might do. Uh, all the Lord, hi, it's so cute. Um, all the Lord told me to do was just expand my spirit over her and crawl up in the bed next to her in the hospital. And so even though I was in South Africa, in the spirit, I was crawling up in the bed next to her to just be with her. And that's all the Lord had me do. And I was like, okay, I guess that's my best role here. <laughs> and so we have to only do what we're led to do. Otherwise, we're going against the will of the Father. And we don't ever want to be like that. Dottie. Maybe. Based on what Jason was saying, sometimes we're supposed to let things go when you have a certain life experience that's going on and i have to tell you the very richest year of my life from it was exactly 25 years ago because my niece had a liver transplant 25 years ago and we're having a celebration this october but it started in february my aunt died we were all god had wonderful things through each all my family members got to say goodbye and then as they're driving back from baton rouge and two of us long distance they called and said hey she just passed away half an hour after everybody had said goodbye um, in August, I dealt with pre-cervical cancer, good old Dr. Sarah, and my mom dealt with cancer and ended up dying, <clears throat> um, but she hadn't left a stone unturned. 
And all of these things could be hard things, but God just had beautiful, wonderful things through each. She knew that the fifth daughter was pregnant um, due in April. And then in October, Libby turned four and had a liver transplant needed and got one. And, uh, but harrowing, harrowing things because the first one was bad and then she almost died stuff and came out fine. Then December, we had a fire. January, we had a flood. This is in our, in my house. And in February, my nephew who was due in April, who mom knew that she was pregnant due in April, my, my youngest sister, um, had a preemie in February through, I was going through, um, BSF international Bible study. It was the most richest year of my life. I just kept delving in with God. And I tell you, he met every need of mine through everything. When I was dealing with cancer and I had a two and five-year-old, I'm going in here. I was going to answer the call when mom called and I'm just going to tell her, I just found out I'm, I've got, you know, early detected cancer. And she said, I want you to pray for me because I have lung cancer. I'm like, okay, let me shut my mouth. And I'd never told her, didn't tell her. And so it was just, it was, I still look back and know that that was the richest year. God just, he didn't just carry me from place to place to place. He kept showing me wonderful things and every little thing anyway. So it was, nobody tried to help me out of it. Um, I might've asked for prayer in the, in the Bible studies, but it was just, yeah, sometimes we go through things and we realize how much God is with us during those times. That's awesome. Good. Amen. (laughs) All right. So we asked if any of you would bring questions. Did any of you bring questions today? Can I add to the last question though? Nadia, come on. I'm just kidding. Of course you can. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) Coming from a breast cancer survivor, And looking back in my beautiful, beautiful, that I can say um, beautiful journey is when I actually met, really got into a true relationship with the Lord and really met him and started to grow. I don't know why I'm crying, but I think sometimes when we ask for something, we don't even know really what we need or what we want, right? So I'm just kind of like looking back through that I could have said I could have had asked or maybe I even did ask for healing prayer but that's really not what I needed I needed closeness with the Lord I needed strength I needed oneness with him and I'm glad he didn't quote unquote heal me on the spot right like I knew his healing was coming I was already healed that wasn't even a prayer request it was a done deal what I needed through the journey was him, was his oneness, wow. his love, you know, and, and just that relationship. And so going back to, you know, maybe asking when people ask you, hey, can you pray for this? Can you pray for that? I think it is wise for us just to go to the Father and ask, how do you want me to pray? Do you want me to pray? And if so, what is it that you want me to pray for this person? Because even the asker can may maybe maybe not know exactly what they need sometimes we think we need something and that's really not what we need and then I also wanted to share um sort of going back to you know praying our will being careful about praying our will over people kind of like we were talking about in the other group a little bit about white witchcraft 
um, which was really eye-opening for me. Uh, and I have a really beautiful example because when I was, this is years and years and years ago, I think I was like 26, 27. Anyways, um, there was this beautiful woman that was a Christian, not a doubt, prayer warrior, you know, beautiful person. She had a business, a network marketing business of, um, she used to sell like um, women undergarments, um, girdles and stuff like that, right? And she wanted me to uh, partner with her in selling these things. God knows me. I hate network marketing. I don't know why, but it's just not me. She is such a beautiful prayer warrior that when we pray, that's how I also realized that when we pray, we did have power over what we say. I would get dreams. I would sense angels coming to me in the night, in the day. I almost wanted to even label it harassing me to the fact that they were answering. They were being obedient to her prayer calls of luring me to the business so much so that they were going into my dreams and I was dreaming doing the business and stuff, but I was miserable. Right. So then I finally woke up in the middle of the night and I sensed the angels there. And I said, okay, wait a minute. I said, Lord, you know, my heart, you know, me, you know, exactly what I like and what I don't like and how you created me. I do not want this but I'm getting so bombarded. So if this is from you, I receive it and change my heart. But if it's not, then let her know that this is not my thing for her to stop because I felt harassed. And mm -hmm. so that was that they didn't come back. Long story short, I then came across uh, paths with this person and, and uh, just in a general conversation, she didn't even bring up the business. But it's just general conversation. I just felt in the spirit like ching ching, like she finally got it that that was not for me, and she was supposed to stop that, stop praying for me to get into the business, right? But I I, I love that experience because that also taught me that I also need to be careful. I need to ask the Lord, seek the Lord, and how I'm supposed to pray for other people because I could be praying a witchcraft prayer over them. And they can end up doing something that they're going to be miserable at because the angels and the heavenly beings and, you know, like our prayers are strong. They're strong. And God does answer our prayers and he has angels to, to respond to those prayers, which in this case, you know, they were poor angels. <laughs> they were harassing me and didn't even realize they were, right? And I even feel bad for them because they were just doing what they were called to do by this person. Anyways, um, just thought I'd share that because one, we do have power in our words, power in our prayers, but we should align them to the Lord because we don't want to be stuck uh, making someone miserable. I would have been miserable. <laughs> so that was that. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate you sharing that because all when you were talking and a little earlier, I was thinking too, at what point does us praying in line with someone else's will uh, turn it into witchcraft? You know what I mean? When we're asking for all the things around us in the power and authority that we hold for our will to be done without consulting the father, that is I could argue that is stepping into 
witchcraft probably without even meaning to. You know what I mean? Because we're stepping out of aligning with the Father's will and asking for our own will or someone else's will to be done. And when we rally people around praying for our own will, eek, what are we leading people into? I'm not saying it's always that, but at what point does it become that? Yeah. Oh, that's a good word. It's a real question. We need to repent for all these. (laughs) So we need to repent for all these unknown witchcraft prayers of praying our own will or other people's will. Well, do you have conviction over it? (laughs) Here's the thing. I mean, not everyone does that. Some people do it all the time. You know, and we just have to go and and go back to the tree of life, go back to what's life-giving. What is life-giving? It's stepping into what Father is showing us to do. He's always releasing life and love. And so if we step into what he wants to do, it's going to be the best thing. Even like Yeshua, as he's freaking about to die, is saying, not my will, but yours. And he's saying, here's what I really like but I want what you want more. And that's what we have to be like. Even if we bring our own desires to the father, like Jason was talking about earlier. Yes, we do bring our own desires to the father, but we also say, we know that you know better than us. So even though this is what I want, I want what you want. And so the best thing is to just ask him to show us. And If we have done all these things in the past, we're going back to the tree of life and sourcing from somewhere else. We're not going to source from what we think is right or wrong, which is the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. You know, even if we're trying to do what's right, it's leading to death. And so, yeah, let me, let me add to that. Um, When I was teaching the beyond limits class, there was a portion where I talked about um, the Lord's prayer. And, you know, the disciples are like, teach us to pray. And so when Jesus instructs prayer, he immediately starts with our father who art in heaven. He's like, okay, stop looking around you. Stop looking at other people. Stop looking at the physical, the natural, the earthly, and immediately point your focus and your gaze, your heart, your mind, your soul, all of who you are to heaven. Right, because this is where the answer is going to come from. So, our, our Father in who in heaven, um, hallowed be your name. Your will be done. <clears throat> um, your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So he's he's saying like, listen, focus on the Father. Realize that He knows what's best. He's our source for all things, and pray to know His will, so that it's manifested into the earth. And it's the first thing that Jesus talks about in his prayer when he's teaching us to pray. And, you know, oftentimes we just, we forget and we, we don't do that. We forget that there's a heavenly will to be discerned. Um, What is it in um, Romans? Gosh, it's been so long since I've quoted Bible, but it's like, um, uh, offer yourselves, offer yourselves as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God, so that you may discern what is the good and pleasing will of the father. Like there is a discern, there is a discerning to be had of the good and pleasing will of the father that we can find the source of good from him. We can find his will. And then we get to partner to bring that into the earth. And so it's just so important. It's like, 
it's foundational. This is like, if you want to talk about Christian fundamentalism, it's like, it is, it is a fundamental of prayer to, to look to the father, to know what his will is on earth as it is in heaven. Like it just imagine, you know, any prayer requests that came our way or anything that you decided that you needed to pray about. And you had one thing in your mind, you said, okay, I'm going to lay that to the side. Father, what do you want? And then he tells you something completely different. And you're like, whoa, I didn't, I didn't see that. Or I didn't realize that. And all of a sudden you have a completely different outlook on what the situation is supposed to bring about or what the fruit is going to be, or, you know, maybe it's, maybe it is going to be sad. Maybe it is going to be tragic, but you know, there's going to be something good that comes from it. Right. Romans um, eight twenty eight for he works all things together for the good of those who love him and who are called according to his purpose. So all things being, whether we judge them good or bad or all things, and they're going to be worked out for the good. And so, yeah, it's, I'm saying the same thing you guys were just saying about going to the father, but I'm giving some really <laughs> like foundational scripture and teaching from Christ on it. Um, it's, it's been there. We, I think we just forget, or, you know, we get caught up in the moment or we get emotional or we, it, maybe there's fear, whatever gets in the way of all of that. It's a really simple thing to just go back and say, okay, what, what is your will, your will on earth as it is in heaven. So what is that will in heaven? And then you just listen. Good stuff. Well, can you even believe we've been talking for half an hour already? This is crazy. We had another question. We'll have to save it for next time, I think. Okay. Sorry, Dottie. She put it in there and it's wonderful, but we'll talk later about it. But good conversation today. I think this is important and it's like helping us all get back on track. Right? Mm. Good. Well, thank you guys. And just so everybody knows, you can listen to these podcasts on so many different platforms. And so if you want to catch up, you can go listen on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts or wherever you want to listen to them. But we appreciate all of you guys for hopping on today. And we know that anyone can join our conversation if you become a kingdom builder at patreon.com slash kingdom builders. Also, don't forget, we love those who join us and also come on uh, to have private appointments with us because we love building relationships. So um, if you feel led to do that, you can also join at the different tiers and have different awesome stuff come about. One thing I do have to add, at the tier three, you do get access to all of the live stream conferences we do. And we're about to have another one in London uh, coming up October 21st. And so you'll definitely want to either get on the live stream for that. Um, you can go get tickets. Uh, Jason, do you remember the address to get tickets for that? I believe it is... Um the or it's refresh.thesourcewichita.com is that right yes. no no that's not Flash something uk i don't know <laughs> we're not very good at quoting these i things. know this is terrible hold on <laughs> let me find it so we don't um 
So people, so people aren't just wanting to go and then can't go get tickets. Hurry up and stall. Hurry up and stall. <laughs> oh my gosh. Where is this link? Jason will find the link, but Did, we are doing this. Post it out on your. Um... I, I don't know, but I will tell you. Okay. That, this, um, this is a, this is a tough one. Oh, it's, okay. it's refresh conference dot squarespace.com slash kingdom dash leadership dash uk wow or put the link in an email <laughs> yeah i know but people listening on the podcast don't get our emails it'll, it'll be in the i'll put it in the show notes uh good thanks but okay, i did so find it thank you jason mm-hmm. he's a miracle worker but October 21st, we're having that conference. So come and meet up with us if you want, if you're in uh, anywhere in Europe, because I see Irene is here and we're hoping that she makes it over from France to the UK because I really want to give her a big hug. It's important that I give you a hug in person and not just over the airwaves. Anyway, well, we love you guys. Have an awesome month and we will also just talk to you at the next time, hopefully with more people who join us in the conversation. All right. Bye, guys.